We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. A focus today on India, an absolutely huge nation, 1.2 billion people. And really, the Christian influence in India is still relatively small compared to the size of the population. One of those ministries who's doing wonderful things in India, Kiran Paul, Indian evangelist, and his ministry is called Baraka Ministries. He's working in Andhra Pradesh, visiting Australia at the moment and available to chat to us about how things are going in India. Kieran, Paul, welcome along to 2020. Thank you. Kieran, you're in Australia and you're talking to audiences predominantly around southeast Queensland. Are you visiting other centres while you're here? No, basically it's in Queensland. Kieran, tell me about India at the moment. There are some real challenges that are on the rise. The Christian church, relatively small compared to other bigger groups of religious nature, the Hindus and the Muslims. Uh, tell us about yeah. the situation there in India at present time. Yeah, right now uh, there is a kind of uh, rise in uh, Hindu religious activity because of the recent government, which is predominantly Hindu and uh, uh, which is uh, mostly influenced by the RSS and other Hindu groups, which is like, uh, it's not a problem right now, but uh, it's a real challenge for Christians in India right now to like uh, be what they are and let the people in the community know what actual Christians are and what they're up to and what makes them different from any other religious people that follow various religions in India. It's an interesting way to talk about uh, Christians in the context of religious groups because we're aware that there's a caste system in India and there yeah. are high castes and there are low castes. Yeah. When yeah. people who are a part of Hindu faith or indeed uh, Muslims in India, when they look at Christians, uh, how do they view Christians? Because there's very much a class society. Are Christians viewed yes. at the bottom of the class? Yeah, the Christians were basically considered as uh, untouchable community of India, and Jesus is considered to be the untouchable's God. But recently we see a shift in the thinking of the people. They think uh, they're just getting to know uh, that uh, Christians can be from various castes as well. But it is something that the people from elite classes and castes pay a great price to accept Christianity and become Christians. Okay, you're working in church planting. There are 300 churches that you've planted yes. and uh, you're working with leaders and you're looking to enhance that number of church plants. Uh, working with Christians, how quickly does this uh, this growth of the Christian church happen when you're planting churches, raising up leaders? I guess it starts to get quicker the more you do. Oh, yeah, but it's not really uh, that simple as we give the statistics. Uh, basically, one should realize and recognize that the church is the Lord's Jesus' body, and it involves a lot of prayer and spiritual leading. And uh, if we are led to certain people groups or certain place by uh, the direction of the Holy Spirit, the church planting is very easy. At the same time, 
we need to pay a great price. Like in my little experience of the Lord's ministry, we have experienced lots and lots of stuff, lots of persecution, beatings, Bibles burnt, gospel tracts torn. But yet we never give up on the calling that God has given to us. But when, as it is said by the Lord Jesus Christ, let the people see your good deeds so that they can glorify your Father in heaven. So it is our deeds because actions speak louder than words. So when people see Christ's likeness in us, it is easy to reach out to them with the love of Christ and also to establish or plant a church in their community and people groups. Kieran, of recent times, I've heard some stories about pastors who've been trained up and they've gone through Bible schools and then they're out into the community to begin Mm -hmm. a journey and a ministry and planting churches. And some of the stories I've heard are so inspiring uh, that Mm -hmm. there are young ministers of the gospel going into areas that are particularly dangerous, at risk of Mm -hmm. their lives, and yet they know something deep down in their hearts, the calling of God upon them. This fearlessness, is this something you've seen? That is what we need. That drives us. It never makes us rest. We want to see the kingdom built. And that involves a special calling from the Lord, besides a wholehearted commitment to the calling that the Lord has placed on your life. So when there are young men and women like that, that is how God is establishing his kingdom in our nation. Kieran, as you were saying, the rise of Hindu nationalism and, of course, uh, other large groups, the Muslim community there in India, uh, is it increasingly more difficult to reach out to the population because uh, you're Christian? Is Is it increasingly dangerous? Yes, yes. These days what happened is there's a kind of uh, 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 spiritual unrest, what you call a kind of uh, tense atmosphere in the community. People are becoming more uh, intolerant towards what we as Christians go and preach and teach to them. Like until two, three years ago, when we gave them a gospel tract, they used to be at least polite towards us. They would at least accept the tract. And if they wanted to read it, they would have read, they would read it. Otherwise, they would have thrown it after we left the place. But today, they are speaking out on our face and telling it on our face. See, we don't want you to preach. We don't want you to distribute these gospel tracts. And there are people who are conspiring in such a way that when we go around door to door in villages, um, they're just filing cases, police cases against the groups or our brothers and sisters who go door to door, uh, telling that we are creating uh, nuisance and trying to convert people. And uh, this conversion, uh, the dialogue on conversion is a big issue right now in India. And Kieran, as I understand it, while we hear about this increasing danger, this increasing intolerance, there are still hundreds of millions of people, and that's almost mind-boggling for us here in Australia because our population is so small compared to India, but hundreds of millions of people who have not ever even heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, brother, that's true. There are certain people groups who have never, ever heard the name Jesus. When we go and introduce about the Lord Jesus Christ, even in those uh, places where we think they are well-educated, towns and cities, when we go into those towns and cities, into certain homes 
where women do not have access to the modern community and uh, electronic media they would just ask us uh, something like who what are you advertising about who this uh, jesus man is or what company is this is it a new um, in, uh, uh, is it like a company that uh, you utensils company something which have come door to door to advertise about that is the questions they ask us when we go sharing about the lord jesus christ we will continue our conversation in just a short while and I'll give the website. You might be inspired by Kieran Paul, Indian evangelist. His website is called hisharvest.com.au. We talked about 300 churches planted. We'll talk some more in just a few moments about continuing outreach in India and also care for orphans and for boys and girls who want to learn to be Christian leaders. We'll come back and continue our conversation with Kieran Paul in just a few moments. Spending some time talking about India. Our guest is Kieran Paul. He's an Indian evangelist. His ministry is called Baraka Ministries. He's based in Andhra Pradesh in India. He's in Australia and raising awareness about the issues going on in India and the difficulties, the increasing dangers in reaching out to people and bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Kieran, 300 churches. You've got leadership programs going on, raising up pastors, increasing the number of church plants. Uh, what other areas of ministry have you got operating there in Andhra Pradesh? Yeah, we as a church uh, basically believe uh, James 1.27, where the Lord uh, speaks about pure and right religion before God the Father is to care for the orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself undefiled from the world. And also 1 John 3.18 says clearly, Dear little children, let us not love in word and tongue, but in actions and in truth. So, as we see the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, even in Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, the Lord says, You have done unto the least of these my brethren, you have done unto me. So, uh, we, uh, we also, as a church, uh, have a charity program, um, which is caring for the orphans and widows, and also taking up various causes, uh, of the community, like disaster relief and community health educations and uh, uh, various uh, uh, things, even on reaching onto the tribal people there in India and uh, reforming them by giving them um, education, food, clothing, and various things that can uh, bring them into a realization of why we are doing this and the driving force behind us that is enabling us to do this charity. So we are also involved into charity work. Kieran, the orphanage that you and your family live at is called uh, yes. Baraka Children's Orphanage. Children's Home, yes. 200 children under your care. Uh, where yes. do they all come from? Uh, explain to us how children become orphaned in India. Yeah, answering the question, how children become orphaned, there are various reasons. One most important thing is uh, when their parents die, why? Because they might kill themselves or commit suicide because of the debts they have. Most of the farmers, due to lack of rains, proper cooperation from the community, they do die. And when a man in the house dies, the woman considers it a shame. At the same time, the woman is forced to repay the debts that the man leaves behind. And also, the family needs to be... Uh, taken care of by this feeble woman 
who never had been outside when the husband was alive. Now she cannot face the future and the truth or the fact that the husband is gone. She tends to commit suicide, leaving her children alone as orphans. The next most important uh, attribute for orphans is these days we see an increase in HIV. Many parents die because of AIDS and also natural calamities and accidents, which are very high in India, the road accidents. So there are many children uh, who lose their parents, unfortunately. And also many children become destitute. Some children from villages, they just run away from their homes, trying to find a fortune in cities. And they land up in the hands of various mafias, whether we speak it or not, admit it or not. There are various groups of people that handle these little children that come away, run away from their homes once they trace them on the streets. So these are the children that just become destitute. And also there are uh, various reasons why children become orphans or destitute because the broken families. I have some children whom I found on the streets basically um, picking uh, food from trash bins, from the dumps. And I have children who are handed over to us by the court because the father killed their mother and the father was sentenced for uh, life imprisonment. So the court sends the children to us. So these are various factors or reasons that contribute for these innocent little hearts to be broken and uh, be destitute and orphaned on the streets. It's interesting the way we often look at uh, the issues of evangelism as Christians, and perhaps I'm reflecting uh, an Australian Western society, but there were some would be saying that, you know, you reach out into communities, you take the message of the gospel, people convert and they come to Jesus Christ. Uh, others will mm-hmm. say we go and we care for the orphans and the widows and we are the hands and feet of Jesus into those communities. Is it the case, yeah. Kieran, that when you're raising up churches and you've founded 300 churches, <laughs> You're raising up leaders that every one of those leaders may well do what you do in starting orphanages and caring for children in all of those other communities. Yes, that is what I teach my co-workers. You know, Jesus not only healed and fed, but he also was concerned towards the spiritual nurturing of the individuals. And we know the ministry of Jesus Christ is holistic. Holistic ministry itself involves spiritual, church, and charity. And I believe faith without deeds is dead, as it is written in James chapter 3. So we know that uh, uh, we are called. We are called to do both. We are called to do both. And that is the training I give my pastors or my co-workers when they see to this children or the widows or the old-aged people or the vulnerable in the communities, their respective communities, to act like Jesus would. Otherwise, we would be preaching sermons from the pulpit, but not live Christ-like life. Kieran, I know you'd like to partner with more Australians in the ministry that you've got running there in Andhra Pradesh. How can people in Australia support and be a partner with you in the work that you're doing? Yeah, they can be partners with us, basically, and most importantly, by prayer, by praying for us. That is what we need, and we believe that is what is keeping us so far. And next thing is they can contribute their might uh, in helping us or enabling us serve the Lord more effectively. And they can always log on to 
uh, as you mentioned, hisharvest.com.au, where they can get more information as to how they can partner. And if they would love to come and visit us, the, uh, the team at His Harvest is always willing to uh, organize teams to come over and have, an, have a first-hand experience of what's happening there. There are a number of ways that people can be participating in what you're doing there. As you say, uh, first yes. thing is to pray. People can give yes. a donation, and uh, a yes. donation goes a long way, uh, given the the way that uh, uh, finance uh, stretches that little further in India, and uh, always yes. going to be needs there financially. But also, as you say, people can make contact and actually go and see what you're doing there on the mission field and participate in the outreaches that you're involved in. Kieran Paul is our guest. His website is this, hisharvest.com.au. That's hisharvest.com.au. Kieran Paul, Indian evangelist, Baraka Ministries, working in Andhra Pradesh. Kieran, it's just been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you very much, and the Lord bless 2020, and you too. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.